Justin Faust State Farm Agency is a proud sponsor of the Earl Time Podcast. Like a good neighbor, the Justin Faust Agency is there to help you and your family with all your insurance needs. They're there to make sure life goes right. Protect your house with Faust. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Earl Time Podcast. This is number 16 on the season, and it gets more and more exciting with each show as we're now in the grips of postseason basketball. It's March Madness, although it's February, but we've had a lot of exciting games already as uh, we've gone into district basketball around the state of Missouri in the small schools, classes one, two, and three. And that's what we're going to be talking about for a while here. Uh, It doesn't get more exciting than this. We've already handed out some district championship hardware as well and we'll be talking about that as well and then Colin will get you started on the big schools which get going next week before we do that of course we'd like to uh, thank of course our sponsors of the Earl Time Podcast Justin Faust of State Farm and St. Charles as you heard TW Constructors Todd Weaver always a great supporter of our endeavors and Log Hill Properties out of Columbia Missouri and as always I'd like to thank our very young and talented producer Richard Austin Jr. Richard does a great job of uh, keeping us on the air, keeping us on here, making us sound good. And uh, of course, if you're into the games, he has his own YouTube channel. He goes by King Bling, nearly 9,000 subscribers. So he's very entertaining, engaging, has a great personality as well. Just just does a great job. So check out his uh, YouTube channel as well, King Bling. As we said, we're going to talk a lot of district basketball. We're going to kind of start with the girls. We're going to do 1A through 3A. We're going to combine the the sectional uh, previews, which games which will be held on Monday evening. And uh, we'll probably talk about also this uh, districts as well in 4A, 5A, and 6A. That'll come later in the show, and we'll have boys as well. So, so much to uh, talk about, unpack here, of course. First, we're going to talk about Class 1 girls sectionals. As I said, all sectionals will be Monday night all across the board, Classes 1, 2, and 3. And with the winners of these sectional games moving on to the state quarterfinals, which will be on Friday for the girls, starting with Class 1, a big sectional game will be Delta versus Chadwick. Big showdown. Of course, these two teams met last year in the sectionals with Chadwick winning en route to a spot in the Class 1A state championship game. So this should be another good game. Delta is a high-scoring, pressing outfit. They scored 97 points in their district win over Oak Ridge, led by Jade Berry, 26 points, that standing junior guard. They've won five districts in a row, while Chadwick defeated South Iron by 10 points, and they're led by Kerrigan Garrett. So that should be a high-level showdown in that sectional. In the other sectional, it'll be Thomas Jefferson against Walnut Grove. And of course, I've seen Walnut Grove in their own Christmas tournament this year. They're another high-power team as well. They defeated Lockwood yesterday, last, I should say, on a Friday night, while uh, Thomas Jefferson defeated School of the Ozarks. In the other sectional game, it'll be St. Elizabeth out of the mid-Missouri taking on Northeast Cairo. This is another high-powered game as well. St. Elizabeth has had a nice little run of uh, success at the Class 1 level, while Northeast Cairo was a Class 2 quarterfinalists last year, moving down to Class 1 this year. South St. Elizabeth defeated Higby in the district championship yesterday, and they led by Ella Lucas, uh, outstanding senior guard, had 20 points, hit five three-pointers, could really shoot the basketball. And Reagan Wabi, a uh, sophomore guard, a freshman guard, excuse me, had 18 points as well. Northeast Cabral is led by Macy Heyman, a two junior. It's going to be a problem in the post. Other sectional play it'll be green city taking on the powerhouse program of class one right now meadville meadville of course had a big win yesterday to continue its quest for another state championship their winning streak is close to 60 games now but uh they're uh, looking for a repeat state championships of course in their big win yesterday uh, on the friday night uh the big three of page carvajal madison 
uh, Carver Hall, her sister, and Corey Holster, all top 20 points. Paige at 24, Madison at 22, Corey Holster with 20. Green City uh, is led by an excellent young player in Jaron Hatcher, a six-foot sophomore, does an excellent job inside. Liberal takes on Mac Creek in sectional play. Max Creek has been a very good player, a very good team. In the last three years, they've kind of kind of built their way to this point here, and uh, they're another making another good run here, while Liberal uh, team to beat Hume, who was in one seed in a battle of teams with over 20 wins. Excellent uh, matchup there. Appleton City will take on Pilot Grove. Appleton City defeated Leeton, and Leeton uh, kind of stopped their run of district championships, and uh, Pilot Grove will face on Appleton City. Wellison Napoleon takes on Pattonsburg, and in the final uh, sectional contest in Northwest Missouri, it'll be St. Joe's Christian taking on Platte Valley. Platte Valley, of course, has been to the last three Final Fours. They've won it twice, and they finished third last year. Of course, they're led by uh, Maggie Collins, a 6'1 senior, but they had a young lady named Myra Ray who had a big game yesterday, 17 points and some good three-point shooting uh, in the victory over Northeast Nottoway in the championship game, while St. Joe Central is led by Chloe Burnham, the 5'9 senior guard who scored 20 points. Excellent game and a victory over King City. So that's a look at Class 1 sectionals and uh, what happened in districts. We're going to move now to Class 2 girls starting in the southeast part of the state where we'll have Portageville taking on Neelyville in sectional number one. Portageville was a big winner yesterday over seen at Hornersville 80 to 32 while Neelyville came through a very loaded district number two they were they they were the four seed but they have 19 wins after winning a district a lot of excitement in that district as well and Neelyville provided a much of it in the semifinals I had a chance to watch a little of this game they defeated number one seed Thayer by three in a overtime thriller and it was Jade Crosswhite who was the heroine of the day. She had knocked down a three-pointer at the buzzer to uh, give them an opportunity to play for a championship against East Carter, a, a familiar foe. They're both in the Ozark Foothills Conference. And it was a third meeting, not only a third meeting, but a rematch from last year's sectional uh, contest uh, with East Carter winning all of those games. But it was Neelyville coming away this time with a district championship. And, uh, of course, well, Crosswhite had another big game, had 17 points, knocking down five three pointers. Parker Ernst, who's an excellent player, a 6'1 sophomore forward who's an all-stater last year, had 19 and Laney Dobbins, a guard had 20 points to lead Neelyville. So Neelyville will take on Portageville. One of that will take on either Bismarck or Principia. Uh, Bismarck moves on to face a very good Principia team, which defeated New Haven uh, in their uh, district championship game at Principia. Of course, Principia is led by Deja White, the 6'2 freshman already one of the best players in the state, regardless of class. Uh, next group of sectional games, it'll be Crocker taking on Norwood, and it will be Miller taking on Crane. Miller uh, won their sixth district championship in a row against a very good Marionville team. And Marionville, of course, it was the end of a great career. Lucy Newberry had over 1,500 points, had a great career at Marionville. But Miller, a team which has a lot of, like you say, district championship experience. They've won six in a row. Uh, excellent game by a guard named Alexis Bailey. Really shot it well on Friday night. Had five three-pointers, scored a game-high 18 points. So uh, Miller moves on. Crane, they've Miller played earlier this season. It was a close game. Miller won by two points, so it should be a very competitive game. Clopton will take on Schuyler County in another sectional. It was Clopton defeated Canton in a very good game yesterday. Two very good teams that had a chance to watch play um, throughout the season. And Schuyler County beat Host La Plata also to win a championship. Moving to mid-Missouri, we have Fayette will be taking on Tipton on Monday night. Now, Tipton, of course, is one of the gold standards of Class 2. Of course, they won the state championship, and they graduated some great players, but some good players have stepped in their place as well. Uh, Ava Schlotzhauer, sophomore forward, really has stepped up and become a force inside. Of course, Charlie, they're just a good team, very good team, well-balanced inside out, and uh, they'll be taking on Fayette. Fayette came through with a 
big victory over uh, 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 Salisbury, the top seed in the district by 18 points. And Fayette has a six foot junior named Oakley Hill, who had 18 points. Also had 18 points was Cabrilla Fair, who is about a five, six, five, seven, but a power forward, great rebounder, strong physical player, does a great job inside, outplays bigger people because of her strength and her motor around that basket. Next game, it'll be Skyline taking on Northwest Hughesville. Skyline has had an excellent program. They've been to the Final Four in Class 3, have made some runs, so they're down to Class 2 this year and looking very strong as always. They'll take on a Northwest Hughesville team that has a very good uh, dynamic duo. And Gabby Meyer, a 5'10 sophomore, kind of plays inside and kind of does the ball handling on the perimeter as well. And six-foot senior Carly Smith. Our final game when Class 2 sectionals will be on the northwest side of the state. It will be North Platte taking on Gallatin. North Platte defeated one of their rivals, West Platte, uh, in the championship game of that district. So that's Class 2 sectionals. Like I said, all games on Monday night. Our final look at of our districts for girls, it will be Class 3. And the first sectional on the southeast part of the state, it will be Twin Rivers taking on Saxony. Twin Rivers, very big win on Friday night. They defeated uh, Scott City in a very good game uh, by about five, six points. They were led by Evie Caruso, a 6'2 senior, who's uh, one of the better players in the southeast part of the state. Uh, excellent shot blocker inside. She can also shoot it well from outside. She scored 19 points, while Becca Johnson, an excellent guard uh, had 14 points for Scott uh, excuse me for uh, Saxony Lutheran uh, Lydia Landis of Scott City a 6-2 forward had an excellent game had 24 points she's a very good player as well so I'll take on Twin Rivers who defeated Malden uh, staying the coming moving closer to the St. Louis area it'll be St. Pius out of Festus taking on St. Louis Metro High School so Metro making a return to the state playoffs uh, they were of course a power years ago under Gary Glasscock won a few state championships played for some final four back then. Now they've made a nice run to a championship. They defeated Hancock. They're led by Nyla Brown, a 5'10 senior forward, has an excellent career. They'll take on a St. Pius team that's been one of the better teams in Jefferson County this year. They have a young lady named Brooke Blankenship, a 6'1 forward, one of the better players, as I said, in the state in the sophomore class, which is loaded. She had a great game. She had 9 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 block shots, so she made her presence felt on both ends of the court, while P.J. Kroeninger, a junior guard, had 19 points and 6 steals, so an excellent uh, performance there as well. Moving to the middle, it's uh, this should be a good matchup. It'll be Fatima taking on Mount View Liberty. Uh, those are two teams that have a nice, have real good players. Mount View Liberty is led by Reagan Wells, excellent player as well, while Fatima uh, is led by a dynamic duo of Allie Robertson, the 5'11 guard forward, and Vivian Bax, an outstanding point guard as well. Next in the southwest part of the state, good matchup here. It'll be Clever against Fair Grove. Fair Grove, of course, is the defending Class 3 state champions, and uh, they've had an excellent season, and they move on with a nice 20-point victory over Stratford to win a district championship. And Fair Grove is a team that's junior-dominated, led by Brooke Daniels at 15 points, an excellent junior point guard, while uh, Clever defeated uh, Diamond to win their uh, championship as well. So this will be a, uh, a rematch. Fair Grove won an earlier meeting over Clever by 20 points so uh we'll see what happens in the rematch on monday night of course it'll be ellsbury taking on south shelby in one of the other featured district championships uh games of friday night south shelby defeated uh palmyra in a battle of clarence cannon conference rivals and great teams as well and uh south shelby lost to palmyra twice during the season and uh but that i think that championship experience came to the forefront on Friday night as they uh, 
took control in the third quarter and went on to the victory. Of course, South Shelby was in the state finals a few years back, was in the quarterfinals uh, two years ago, and they have an excellent uh, junior forward in Bell Roush. She had 19 points, of course. I always love watching her play. Great motor around that basket at 5'9", and Callie McWilliams, the speedy point guard, had 17 points as well. They'll take on the Ellsbury team, <clears throat> who was led by uh, Myra Plastifer, uh, our excellent guard. I remember watching her at the Maryville University uh, Elite Camp. I was very impressed with her. Very good player. She scored 23 points last night uh, in that victory. A big matchup coming up here in mid-Missouri. It'll be Centralia versus California in sectional play. You know, I watched Centralia on Friday night. They played against Montgomery County in the district championship game, which was played at North Callaway. And Centralia really played well. They jumped out to an early lead, about 10, 12 points, and really staved off a, a good rally for Montgomery County to win that game. Uh, this is a good team. I've watched them a few times this year. They have an excellent uh, sophomore guard forward and uh, Braylon Brunkhorst, really aggressive, great around that basket, spinning moves in the lane, and a very good freshman point guard in Ryan Gordon, one of the best in the state. Young lady really knows how to control a game, can get a shot when she wants, and really makes people better with her passing. Good team, and uh, it was a very good game as well. Congratulations to them in Montgomery County. Made a nice run. Uh, good game in mid-Missouri. It'll be El Dorado Springs taking on Pembroke Hill. Now, El Dorado Springs, no stranger to state success to two. They won it a couple of years ago in Class 3 and finished second last year to Fairgrove, and uh, they're right back in the mix, and they'll take on a Pembroke Hill team, which defeated uh, Lone Jack by one point. Of course, they got one of my favorite players, Hollywoods, the five foot two, five three point guard, who's had a great career for Pembroke Hill and closing it with a district championship and an opportunity to move on as well. We'll see what happens there. And our final sectional game, it'll be Lathrop versus Trenton. And uh, Lathrop, of course, has been undefeated all season. They made another big statement with a nice win last night over uh, over uh, Bishop LeBlonde in a district championship game. And very, rather convincingly, they went out to a 16-2 lead and were never uh, never uh, uh, thwarted in their uh, opportunity to win a championship. They were looking really strong, led by Caitlin Morgan, 5'9", senior forward, had 23 points, really attacking that basket well. Very aggressive player. Their first championship since 1987. So uh, congratulations to Lathrop and Trenton will be the next team on the docket as well. So that's a look at what's happening with girls basketball districts and sectional plays. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the boys. And of course, we'll get you going with districts four, five, and six, get you started for those. What's going to happen next week in district play. We'll talk to you in a minute after this word from Prep Hoops, Missouri. Basketball season is here, and if you want the best statewide coverage, check out our websites, Prep Hoops Missouri and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. Whether it's in the big cities or small towns or Class 1 all the way up to Class 6, our Prep Hoops websites will cover the action on a year-round basis with evaluations and player rankings. And make sure to take advantage of our special deal where you can get 30% off your first subscription. Just enter Earl Time 30 in the coupon code and get your discount and follow the great players of the Show Me State. If a kid's got game, Prep Hoops and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri have as your name. Get your subscription today. Welcome back to the Earl Time Podcast. Of course, Prep Hoops Missouri and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. If you get a chance to subscribe, we're right in the middle of our updated class rankings. Of course, we're doing the class of 2026, all the top sophomores around the state. Check them out. If you get a chance, next week we'll be going to the junior class, class of 2025. So I know that's something everybody is interested in. Everybody has their own arguments. Continuing with district and sectional play, sectional previews, we're going to have the boys now. And uh, in class one, we'll start with class one uh, in the southeast part. Uh, the first one will be Clarkton, the reindeer at Richland, Essex. Uh, Clarkton's a team which entered district number one play with seven wins, but they won three consecutive games and came away with a district championship. They have a very nice point guard in Amari Gorman, a senior who recently scored his 1,000th point. 
the Reindeer will take on a very good Richland Essex team, which defeated Risco, two very good teams, uh, to uh, win a district championship. I watched this game. I watched their first meeting. It was about three weeks ago at Risco, uh, electric atmosphere. Risco ended up winning that particular game, but uh, in the rematch, it was uh, Richland coming away with the victory. Gary Tilly's a very impressive player who I like. They got some good size, a couple six threes. They got some shooting, but another interesting thing, Richland, I think, lost five or six games, but each team they lost to, they beat them in the rematch, which is including the district championship game against a very young and talented Risco team. Next one, the winner of that section will take on either uh, South Iron or Chadwick. Of course, South Iron, uh, they're a three-peat Class 1 state champions. They rolled over Oak Ridge to win their district championship as they open up their defense of their three-peat. And Dusty Dinkins' team is a very impressive team as well. And they'll face a very good Chadwick team. Once again, these teams have been bumping heads in sectional play for the last three or four seasons with South Iron usually coming up on top. But Chadwick looking pretty good this year. They came out of a very tough district number two. They defeated Niangua. Both teams were ranked in the top five in class one. They defeated them, and then they beat Couch in the championship game. Clayton Garrison, a 6'3 athlete, at 30 points against Niangua in the semis. Grady Preston had 18 in the championship game against Couch. So South Iron and Chadwick, that's one of the games you get circled as a, one of the power games in sectional play. The other next sectional would be Sacred Heart against Prairie Home and uh, Sacred Heart out of the K-Singer Conference. Very good program. And the Prairie Home defeated a very good Higby team as well. May I ask before I would go on, all these sectional games will be held on Tuesday night, Tuesday night, with all the winners advancing to the state quarterfinals on Saturday so uh, we move on now. Uh, we have two pretty good teams, Green City taking on Brunswick. Green City has been one of the top teams in Class 1 throughout the uh, the year and the past couple of years. And uh, they were led by Ashton Bugs Tipton, had 14 points. They had a very impressive victory over Marion County. Xander Salas, an outstanding senior point guard, also kind of makes things go. We talked about Brunswick last week uh, as part of the CLAA tournament. And it's a young team, very talented as well. And they move on a district. So that should be an interesting game. But Green City looking to make a run this year. Uh, Billings will take on Daveville. This is in southwest Missouri. Uh, Billings defeated a top-seeded Walnut Grove to win a district championship. They're led by Grant Heimer, who had 17 points, and a very nice freshman named Chase Schaefer, who had 16 points as well. Uh, Dadeville defeated Lockwood, who was a one-seed, 51-48. They're led by Chase Kouskaus, had 18 points. They'll face the winner of St. Elizabeth and Sheldon. St. Elizabeth out of the Midmo area. They finished second in the state tournament. They just graduate guys, but then they bring in guys who continue to keep that tradition flowing. St. E has won six district championships in a row. And they'll take on Sheldon in the sectional play. Our final grouping, it will be Bramer against Grundy County. Bramer, another team we talked about in the CLAA tournament last week, uh, defeated Hardin Central to win a district championship, while Grundy County wins their 24 wins, and they got that dynamic duo of Corbett Axtell and Zach Cross, been carrying the team, uh, looking to make a lot of them strong statement in Class 1 this year. And the final game, it will be uh, South Holt taking on Platte Valley. South Holt uh, won district number 15. They had a young man named Tyler Prusman had 33 points in a win over North Andrew. Five three-pointers. And they're taking on a Platte Valley team, of course, that's no stranger to uh, success. And, of course, they finished in the Final Four last year. They've won state championships in the past. So Alex Matson leads the crew. So that's who will face. they'll face in the sectional round. As I said, Tuesday night, and then everybody moves to quarterfinal play on Saturday. That takes us to class two now, 
in sectional play, you will have in the up south, you'll have South Pemnescott, uh, the District 1 winner, taking on Kabul. Kabul defeated Van Buren to win District Number 2. John Shockley led 22 points to lead Kabul to the victory. In the next game, it'll be Puxico, the Indians, taking on St. Vincent out of Perryville. Puxico also is one of those very talented teams out of the SEMO area. A lot of depth, a lot of youth, good players as well, good guard play. Young man named Blanchard, I like, comes off the bench, leads them in scoring. Excellent player. They beat Ad Advance in a district championship. Advance was a team which was a seven seed, but had a nice little run to get to the finals. They defeated the two seed and the three seed to get to that championship game. St. Vincent defeated Brentwood to get to the sectional round. Our next sectional game, it's a heavyweight battle. You got Eugene taking a visit to Hartville uh, uh, Monday night, Tuesday night. Hartville, uh, of course, was a Final Four participant last year, and they defeated Gainesville to win the District 10 championship. Very balanced team, you know, it's a very good team, good program. They're led by Jalen Cryer, the All-State guard. He had 16 points in the district championship game, while Eugene defeated uh, Newburgh in their championship game. Justice Allen, a junior guard, really exploded for 33 points in this particular game. It's a rematch of last year's uh, sectional game, and it was a uh, Hartville defeated Eugene by 13 points, so this is a postseason rematch from last year. You got Blue Eye taking on College Heights Christian in the next sectional game. Blue Eye defeated Wheaton by five points to win District 11, while College Heights Christian defeated Ash Grove uh, to win their district. Ash Grove was a one seed led by the young man Drew Nich- Nicholson, had an outstanding career. But College Heights Christian, who I saw in a couple in a tournament a couple of weeks ago was very impressed with them as well and they win the district championship it was the Murray Warrior Mercy Warrior Classic at Macaulay Catholic so uh, congratulations to them moving to the more the middle of the state, it was Harrisburg winning district number five. They defeated Van Farr in the championship, and they'll visit Canton uh, in the sectionals. Canton winning a district for the second consecutive year. They're led by 6'6 forward Preston Brewer, very talented inside player. He had 26 points in Canton's district championship victory. Next sectional will be uh, Salisbury taking on Tipton. Salisbury, of course, is the defending Class 2 state champions, and they opened defense of their championship, winning, uh, defeating a good new Franklin team to win district number seven, to win their fourth consecutive uh, district championship. Of course, they're led by the great Cooper Francis. The All-Stater had 20 points to lead the way, and also Mason Stapleton, the big rugged inside player, the 6'4 senior had 15 points as well. Tipton moves in. Of course, we've been talking about the Tipton girls the last couple of years. Well, the Tipton boys have done a nice job uh, doing it. Michael Reeves stepping in and uh, leading them to a district championship, their first in over a decade. So congratulations to the Cardinals as well. Two more games in Class 2. You got Wablo. Also a top five team. They'll take on Crest Ridge. They'll go on the road to take on Crest Ridge. Wobble, one of the best teams. They defeated Rich Hill to win a district as well. And they're led by their dynamic duel of Gage Johnson and Blake Durnell. They both had 27 points in their district championship. And they'll uh, take on Crest Ridge in the sectional play in our final sectional uh, game will be on the Northwest. It'll be Plattsburgh, who was, of course, a third place in last year's Class 2 state tournament, taking on Maysville. Maysville has had a great season. They've been ranked as high as two or three in Class 2 this year, and Maysville defeated Gallatin in a very close game last year. And this is the first district title for Maysville since 1965. I could tell you that's 58 years. You know why? Because that's the year I was born. <laughs> 1965 is the last time Maysville won a championship. It was a very close game. Young man named Caden Gabbard, a senior guard, scored on a slicing drive late in the game with about 10 seconds to go. It would prove to be the winning basket. So congratulations to them. But the task is high in the sectionals. They'll take on, of course, Plattsburgh, who's led by the great Isaiah Howard, a North Dakota State uh, signee, scored 45 points in uh, their victory against West Platte in 
the district championship. Young man is closing it out with a bang. Of course, John Fish, a young man, providing some good support from the outside at 15 points, knocking down those three-point shots. So that's a look at class number two, uh, sectionals and district recap. So we're going to go to class number three now. And, of course, we're going to go to the south. And we got two old standbys in the first section of which New Madrid County Central uh, visiting Charleston. Of course, old rivals, two great programs, lots of championships, lots of uh, all-staters. And uh, this game will be no different as well. Of course, uh, New Madrid defeated Malden in convincing fashion by 30 points. But it was I watched this game. It was actually a four-point game at halftime. Malden played with them for half. And uh, a young man named Quamarius Farmer had 12 points, shot the ball well. Peyton Woodard was good. Marcus Burton inside. Malden was a good team, but New Madrid just too much. In that second half, they broke it open. B.J. Williamson, uh, who got, got in some foul trouble, he missed a lot of that first half, exploded with some jump shots. And then Jadis Jones, who finished with 25 points as well. So it was like the B.J. and J.J. show. And they had a sequence in that game where it went from Jadis Steele layup then Jadis got a steal. Then BJ threw it off the backboard for Jadis to dunk. Jadis stole the ensuing pass, threw it to BJ for a three. And the place at Portersville High School just went crazy, up exploded. So that's just, it's just like that. The game just turned. So New Madrid trying to win another state championship, open defense there. And they'll take on the Charleston Blue Jays. Of course, as I said in the my first preview you know charleston of course graduated a tremendous senior class and their best player from last year pj farmer transferred to sykeston but you never overlook charleston they just got a lot of tradition and they winning is in their dna and that's what they did on saturday as they defeated cape Girardeau notre dame on their home court to win district number two and this is 14 district championships in a row for the blue jays and they're led by Cotarian. um Evans, they call him Bobo, big 6'2 physical, really stepped up his level of play this year, and he scored 26 points. And then Tayshawn Clark, the excellent six-foot guard, had 22 points to lead the Blue Jays. So uh, buckle up, New Madrid and Charleston get to do it again like they did in last year's sectional round. Next sectional will be Kingston, will be uh, at Jefferson as well. Kingston uh, doing a nice job winning another district championship. They're led by, of course, Cody Yates, who's had a tremendous career for Kingston, but also Mason Nelson has stepped up. He had 26 points in the victory over Greenville in the championship. So uh, congratulations to them and congratulations to Easton Evans of Greenville. Finished an outstanding career playing for Greenville. He's going to make a college program very happy when he signs. Jefferson is a team that's uh, excellent. Uh, of course, they are led by Nate Breeze, a six foot three junior guard, had 21 points, just a kind of a nice do-it-all player and his uncle is the head coach Sean Breeze he was a hell of a player himself back in the day at Festus High School there in Jefferson County another heavyweight matchup alert in class three the next one will be Fatima at Thayer that's going to be a good one Thayer of course was uh Third place in class four, three last year and Fatima moving down from class four. Uh, they won in the district championship. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very impressive wins over uh, uh, Bell on their home court. They're led by Levi Robinson. He's had an outstanding year, but power forward inside player. He had 24 points in the district championship game. Uh, they also have Alex Robertson and Easton Haslag at the guard position, so they're going to be a tough out, but Thayer is another good team. They, they once again, winning championships is all they know in the district. I believe this is 11 district championships in a row for the Bobcats, and uh, once again, they're led by Dev this year game, Devin Harrington, in the victory over uh, Mount View Liberty. He scored 20 points in 6-6 junior forward did an excellent job as well so congrats to Thayer and on another district championship and once again congratulations to Terrell Gaines for Mount View Liberty he scored 22 points in the final game of a fabulous career of course he'll leave as the school's all-time leading scorer just a 5-8 bucket getter he's headed to Austin P. next game would be Greenville Greenwood would be taking on Southwest uh 
and Southwest did a nice job winning the district at Lamar 68-66 in a very close, hotly contested game. And they'll be taking on a Greenville team, which came out of a very tough District 11. Greenville defeated Fairgrove, who was a top seed in the championship game last night, and they were led by Colin Clark, the 6'7 junior forward, who really stepped it up in the district play. He had 17 points. He ate some tough shots in this close game to keep the game, uh, keep a good Fairgrove team at bay. And he also had 21 points against Sparta in the district uh, semifinal game and defeated the host team on their home court. I got to give credit also to Spencer Sager of Fairgrove at 15 points, really shot the ball well. It's a good game to watch, and uh, congrats to Greenwood. And also on this district, congrats to Jacob Lafferty of Sparta, who ended his spectacular career, well over 2,000 points and 1,000 rebounds and many dunks. And uh, was one of the top players in Southwest Missouri throughout his career. Really enjoyed watching the big fella play in this one. Moving back towards St. Louis in Northeast Missouri, we got a very interesting uh, sectional contest coming up. It'll be Priory out of the Metro League taking on Palmyra. And uh, this is going to be very intriguing. Palmyra, of course, is having a tremendous season, won the Clarence Cannon Conference Championship, and they defeated their CCC rival South Shelby to win another uh, district champ, win a district championship. They're 26 and 1. They're led by Carson Hicks, guard at 15. And of course, the Bach brothers, obviously, the All Stater Bear Bach had 11, and his younger brother, Hudson Bach, just a freshman, had 11 points as well. They'll be taking on a Priory team, which only has 10 or 11. 11 wins, but Bob McCormick, uh, he really does a nice job. And this is a team that plays in one of the best conferences in the state, the Metro League. They have three teams that are ranked in the top four, uh, top 10 in class four. So it was a tough schedule. So it'll be a very good game. I think it'll be interesting to see what will happen in this one. Priory defeated Whitfield to win their district championship. Christian Gonzalez, the 6'3 junior, had 21 points. And it was the first district championship for Priory since 1969 when they had a young man named Bill Dakey, a 6'9 forward, outstanding player back in the late 60s. So congratulations to the Rebels on a district championship. Moving mid-Missouri, it'll be Montgomery County at Versailles. Montgomery County defeated their rival, Herman, uh, Pretty handily, it was the rubber match of a, a champ. Both teams split two meetings throughout the during the season, but in this game, Montgomery County really controlled it, winning the game, led by Jacob Stellwagen, the outstanding three-point shooter, had 19, and 6'8", Clayton Parker, the junior forward, had 15 points as well, while Versailles defeated Cole Camp in a tough game, won by five points, and of course, they're led by Ryder Williams, one of the best three-point shooters, big lefty, young lefty, about 6'2", 6'3", can really light it up. Two more games as well. We have Butler at Summit Christian. Butler defeated Adrian to win a championship. They won. They're led by Carter Trombori, one of the top scorers in the state of Missouri. And of course, Summit Christian defeated Lexington to win their district championship. Summit Christian's a very young but a very talented team. Kind of got things going. Of course, they were a Final Four team in 2021 and kind of rebuilt once again with some good young talent. And here they are in the district champion back in. In the sectionals again with a bright future. And our final game, it'll be East Buchanan at Lawson. Uh, Lawson won district number 16. Very good team. And of course, East Buchanan, uh, to watch them earlier this year, I watched them against uh, Platts- Plattsburgh, and it was in a tournament. It was an overtime game. Great game. And uh, they're a very good team. They beat Bishop LeBlanc to win their district number 15. And of course, it was the 100th victory and the coaching career for Michael Carpenter as well. So a nice way to get a milestone and a district championship in the same game. They had a good team with a lot of good shooters as well. So that's a look at all the sectional play uh, coming up in district. And of course, if you want to look at all the brackets and everything, go to the Misha website and check it out. Misha.org. Give you all the times and everything and uh, uh, keep you up to date on what's going on around the state. So that's a look at sectional play. Of course, now big schools will take over and we'll get ready to take a look at district previews and classes four, five and six. Of course, it's time for the big schools to take over center stage as far as districts are concerned upcoming in districts 
uh, classes four, five, and six. But before we do, I want to tell you about Log Hill Properties out of Columbia, Missouri. It's Columbia's finest in student housing, offering dozens of floor plans and price ranges. So that's Log Hill Properties out of Columbia. We thank their support for the Earl Time podcast. And, of course, we're going to look at, like you say, districts, uh, tournaments in four, five, and six. And of course, as I said earlier, if you, we're going to take just a few selected districts in each of the boys and girls here, a few, look at a few here and there. But if you want to see the complete field, all the times, states, all of that stuff, I encourage you to go to the Misha head, uh, website, Misha.org. It has everything there for you. <clears throat> Excuse me there. I'm a little cold here. Bear with me. But uh, we're going to start with class four before, we're, of course, everything uh, you know, road to their state championship goes through, of course, Cass Avenue and Vashon High School. They've won the last three state championships and uh, they're loaded. They've played a national schedule and uh, they're looking for another one as well. Coach Tony Irons has them really clicking. Uh, late season, they just had a big victory at Ledoux, was a class five contender, won by almost 25 points or so. So there should be a very good team as well. And also, in district number nine, Father Tolton, who's been to the Final Four the last uh, couple of seasons as well, played Vashon a couple of very tight games. They'll be favored in their district, and they just ended the season with a big victory at against Sykeston, who was ranked number one in five, a double overtime thriller. Zay Wilson at 38 points, the outstanding junior guard. So Father Tolton, another team to watch in class excuse me, class four. But the two or three districts to look at in class number in district number two, you have uh, very intriguing. It's uh, Park Hill Central is the two seed and Potosi is the one seed. Now, Park Hill Central went to the championship game last year and played for Sean and has had a great season led by Joby Bryan, who scored his 25th hundred point this weekend. But Potosi has defeated uh, Park Hill Central twice, including just recently in the MAA uh, conference tournament. Um, at mineral area. So uh, a, pot- a potential third meeting could be on the horizon between these two very good teams. Very competitive district coming up, district number four, which will be at MICDS this week. And you got four very good contenders. First, you got John Burroughs is the one seed, MICDS the host, the two seed, Principia the three seed. All of them are in the Metro League, and Burroughs and Principia shared the conference championship. And all three have beaten each other this year. Burroughs defeated MICDS. Principia defeated Burroughs and MICDS, I mean, defeated Principia. And all three have won 20 games and are having great seasons. And all of them had a lot of good young talent on the team. The fourth seed is Maplewood, which moved up from Class 3 last year. And they had a statement about a month ago where they defeated Principia as well. So they can't be overlooked as well. So uh, that's going to be some good basketball, especially those semifinals and obviously the championship game. In district number six, you got University City is the top seed. They're a very good basketball team, and they'll be uh, looking at Luther North as the two seed. Luther North finished second in class three last year, and they moved up to class four this year. And in district seven, you got St. Francis Borgia having an outstanding season. And uh, at the two seed is Orchard Farm, who's quietly put together a tremendous season as well. Uh, they got uh, Alex Winehouse, a six foot five uh, senior, has really had a very good season. They're a good team out of the St. Charles County. And we talked about a few other teams to look at. Logan Rogersville in District 11 is the top seed. Kansas City Central in District 15. And St. Joe Benton having a nice year. They're the top seed in District number 16. We're going to move to Class 5 now. And uh, sitting at the top at District Number One, obviously the Sykeston Bulldogs. They're loaded and they have uh, one of the best teams in the state, regardless of class. They're ranked number one. They've won the SEMO tournament, the SEMO conference, and uh, they're looking uh, as one of the favorites in Class Five this year. They're probably their biggest. Uh, competition in the district would be Cape Girardeau Central and Sykeson's defeated them a couple of times during the season and they'll probably be favored again but you just never know with these Cape Sykeson games uh, they do a, they, sometimes they end each other's seasons unexpectedly and I think that's what happened last year when a great Cape Girardeau team lost to Sykeson so Sykeson a strong team of course uh, a lot of talent 
Dontrez Williams, P.J. Farmer, Tristan Wiggins, Hall of Fame coach, and Greg Hollifield uh, looking to make a big run in state tournament this year. District number two is a very strong one out of St. Louis. It's hosted by Webster Groves, an historic Roberts Gym. It's three deep. Uh, you got, obviously, the number one seed is St. Mary's, led by Zyrie Collins, outstanding junior guard who's averaging 32 points a game. But in the two and three seed, you got Vignani and Webster Groves, two excellent basketball teams who will probably play each other in the semifinals. Uh, and then who will have to find out who they play, whether it's St. Mary's or the four or five seed, a very intriguing matchup. Clayton takes on Windsor, uh, two pretty good teams with some pretty good players. Uh, young Mr. Faust of Clayton, 6'5", forward, uh, is doing a nice job. And they have a win over MICDS this year. And Windsor has a young man named Noah Barnes, a, a junior point guard, who's had a very good year out of Jefferson County. District number eight, you have the top seed, Ledoux. Ledoux has had a very good season at the, on top of what they did last year, getting to the state championship uh, last year. And they just have a team that plays outstanding defense. they got good athleticism, and they know how to – uh, know how to operate in close games. They've won a lot of close games this year, and Todd Anderson has done a tremendous job. And at the two seed is a very good team in the SMET, which just won a share of the Metro Catholic Conference Championship along with Chaminade, and they just got good shooters galore. Uh, Riley Massey, Dylan Duff, just a tremendous amount of shooting, coached by Kent Williams. Hazelwood East as the three seed, good team coached by Steve Hall and Westminster uh, at the four seed. Dale Ribble has a nice young talent, uh, very good young freshman named Will Powers, really come on strong this year. District number five in mid-Missouri, you have... Uh, City rivals, Halias and Jefferson City, they're the top two seeds. I watched their first meeting at the Bacon's Grade 8 tournament in the consolation bracket, and Halias won that pretty handily. Then they met again in the rematch, and Halias won at the buzzer. So you got city rivals going at it. Anything can happen. District number six, you got Springfield Parkview has the one seed. They got a very good team as well. They got good size inside. They got good guard play. Watched them a couple weeks ago. They won at Nixa, so their team to watch. At the two seed is Rala. Rala is led by, of course, Ethan Brown, one of the top young players in the state. You know, just averaging well over 20, 25 points a game, 6'4 guard. And at the three seed is Hillcrest out of Springfield. Now, what's more, adding more intrigue to this game is that Hillcrest just played Rala this past week and won by 25 points. So that <clears throat> this potential semifinal rematch could be pretty good. Moving to Kansas City, Springfield area, we got kind of a mix here. You got District 7, and this, this district is littered with good backcourt. Good guard play. Number one Grandview has uh, Josiah Kirkwood and Michael Smith, outstanding senior guards. Uh, the, number two, Raytown, the Blue Jays have a great trio of guards. Romello Smith, Larry Porter, uh, good juniors, and Latravion East, a senior. Good guards. They won the Summit Grill uh, Conference, Summit Grill Tournament earlier this year. District number uh, number three, the three seed, Webb City. They got a trio of excellent guards. Baron Duda, a senior, excellent player. Holton Keith and Eli Pace, a uh, couple of nice junior point guards. And then four seed is Raytown South. They got Trayvon Henderson, who's an outstanding uh, uh, senior guard. He's done a great job this year. So, uh, you know, you win in postseason with good guard play, and these are four teams that have it. So that should be quite a quite a battle between these teams and everybody else. And finally, in district number eight, you got Winnetonka, who's had a nice year. They've won 20 games. They've done an excellent job. They got good guard play as well. Got shooters, good athletes, and uh, they're looking to make a run. They'll take on Kearney as the two seed. William Chrisman is a three seed, led by Leo Gaiman, a 6'5", 6'6", junior forward. Smithville and Platte County are four and five seed. Can't be overlooked either. Very competitive district as well. Now we're moving to class six, and these teams, class five and six, they don't have sectional rounds. They go straight. They're eight districts, so the winners of these games go straight to the quarterfinal rounds as opposed to class four where there's still 16 teams. They go to the sectional rounds as well. In District 1, you got Cardinal Ritter, who was the 5A champion from last year. They moved up, <coughs> excuse me, in the Class 6. 
And they're going to try to win a 6A championship as well. They've played a tough, tough schedule. A lot of teams are national. So Coach Ryan Johnson hopes to have his team kids battle-tested, ready for this uh, potential run here. They're, they got a solid district. Jackson is a pretty good team out of the southeast part of the state. And they got their best player back in Blaine Harris, a 6'4 All-State guard. But performing well in his stead is Cole Deck, who did a good job kind of taking over that scoring leadership, a 6'6 junior, kind of a wing player. He had 32 points in a game against Sykeston a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they got they got a good team, good solid team with good size. Third seed is Lindbergh, who's had a very good year as well. They got Quinn Sunderland, the 6'10 uh, forward, and Zach Goss, good guard, who's really come on strong. And St. Louis U High is the four seed. Now, their record isn't great, but they've had wins over the Smet and Webster Groves this year. So on a given night, watch out for Erwin Claggett's junior Billikens. District number four, it's Francis Howell really stepped up this year out of St. Charles and had an excellent season as well under Coach Grant Agbo. Behind them is St. Dominic, Wentzville, Liberty, Timberland, and Troy. So uh, that's going to be some good games throughout the district as well. Timberland and Troy are 4-5. or five. That's going to be a pretty good game right out the gate. Moving to the Springfield district, this district number five, and this is another very talented, uh, uh, going to be a very competitive district. It's Springfield Central is the one seed. They've had one of the best seasons in recent memory, of course. Keon Epps, Tyreek Brooks, they've had a great uh, run of talent. They've won the Blue and Gold Tournament and uh, their division. 120 games. It's a very entertaining team to watch. Now you're taking on Kickapoo as a two seed. They were the state runner-ups last year, but they've kind of rebuilt that team as well. They're doing a good job looking for, and they've won over 20 games. Nixa is going to be in the mix. Glendale, Amari Witham, one of the top sophomores in the state. And then Republic, very good team, is the five seed. Ozark is the six seed as well. So that's going to be a battle royal in that particular district. District number six features a couple of teams. Lee Summit West, one of the top contenders, and Kansas City Rockhurst will be the two seed. And it'll be uh, district number seven. It's more of a, a mix of mid-Missouri and Kansas City, and that's always very interesting. Rock Bridge, who's really peaking, coming along at the right time, having a good season. They've won the CMAC conference this year. They have a very nice 6'6 forward and Will Priest, a sophomore, who I really like, very versatile young man. And they got a good size on that team, and they play very well together. The two seed is uh, local. their local rival, Hickman, uh, which has a lot of talent as well. And then the three seed is Blue Springs South. Uh, they got a young man named Sully Muhammad, a 6'7", and Chris Little, a sophomore guard, is very good. Battle, which had a strong year, but kind of tailed off a little bit, but still a dangerous team as a four seed uh, as well. They can really, you know, could turn it off for two or three games. Of course, they won this district last year, but they'll see Green Valley in the 4-5 game. And Green Valley has an outstanding sophomore guard and Eli Herbert, 6'3", uh, point guard, can really shoot the ball. So uh, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then that moves to district number eight. And this is going to be pretty good. Oak Park, a team that's been close to the top of the rankings throughout the year, a junior-dominated team. And they're looking to – they were 26-2 and last year. And their only two losses were to Staley, who won the championship. And all those guys are back. Corbin Allen, Caleb Estes and company. So they have championship aspirations this year. Staley, a team which won last year the state championship, but – Graduated three Division One players, but uh, they're back in the mix. They've done a nice job kind of retooling their team. North Kansas City is a team which has good size. They could be a factor. Liberty is solid. And Park Hill as well is the five seed. So that's a look at what's going on with the boys' districts. Selected, obviously, you can look at all of them. Go to Misha.org to see what's happening with your favorite school. Now I'm going to take a quick look at the girls' side on class. Start with class four. We're going to go straight to the top in the SEMO district, SEMO area. District number one, you got the number one team in the state, Donovan, finished an undefeated regular season. And then the number two seed will be Cape Notre Dame. And they're hosting the district and the three seed, Kennett, as well, which is uh, coming on strong. Uh, Donovan is led by Kenzie Reedus, the 6'1 seniors, had a great season. And Cape Notre Dame, of course, has the Ruble Twins, our sophomores, 
And of course, uh, uh, Nevaeh Lucius, the six foot two sophomore, uh, good two, all three good players, uh, good players as well. And of course, they were a Final Four team in Class Five. Book tried to move down to Class Four. And of course, Donovan and Cape Notre Dame played a great overtime game at Donovan early. Can't overlook Kennett. You know, they got Elise Edwards, a dynamic freshman point guard, averaging almost thirty, and Amaria Johnson, the six foot wing forward, just a sophomore, very talented. District number four in St. Louis, you got Ursuline Academy having one of their best seasons. And Lutheran South, always a very good team. District number five, you got Lift for Life, a team that's a contender for a state title. A lot of quickness, a lot of speed, and great guard play as well. And Vashon, the defending champions from last year, they got uh, Chantrell Clayton back for her senior year. These two teams played already. Uh, Martin Luther King Day left for life winning that game. One more district to look at, district number 16 in the northwest part of the state. Chillicothe's had a great season. They're 23-1 and led by Jolie Bonderer, a 5'9 point guard. Very good. St. Joe Lafayette has also been very good this year. And St. Joe Benton is the three seed, but they've been to the Final Four the championship game the last two seasons as well. So uh, that should be a very competitive district. Those are the top three seeds. Moving to class number five, class five, back in St. Louis, John Burroughs is the top seed in district number two. Of course, they won a state championship in district four, class four two years ago, and they got Allie Turner, Monet Witherspoon, Ryan Douglas, just a good, um, Brianna Ward, very talented team. Three good games with Kerner Ward this year, all losses, but all decided within the last minute or two. So they're battle tested. Cardinal Ritter is the two seed. Of course, they got that Division One players and uh, Amaya Williams and Hannah Wallace as well. A lot of size. Clayton, a very good team at sixteen and seven, and Rockwood Summit is the four seed at seventeen wins. District number four is at, uh, you got Lutheran St. Charles, defending state champion, led by Jordan Spicer. They're the top seed. Fort Zumwalt East and St. Dominic, two very good teams in there as the two and three seeds. Uh, district number five features Rala. They've been a top five team consistently throughout the season, of course, led by, uh, they're just a great, great, Willow Gideon, excuse me, lost my train of thought there for a second. Really shoots the basketball well. Halias is a good team at two. Union with their up-tempo pressure defense at three seed. District number six should be a good one as well. You got Marshfield making a move this year. They've won 20 games. They look to uh, be one of the teams to beat in Class 5 this year, led by Lauren Lubert, the five foot eleven forward. They got a lot of talent on that team, but they're going to have to get by West Plains. West Plains is a two seed, but West Plains has been in the Final Four. Of course, they won it a couple of years ago. They finished in third place last year, and uh, Olivia Lawson at the guard spot, and Alyssa Joiner, the six foot one forward who can really shoot threes and score inside. So they should be a tough team uh, to beat. But Marshfield and West Plains, two very good teams. Branson met the third seed with 15 wins. And District number seven, you got Raytown South, a very good team out of the Kansas City area. Jayla McClendon, a six foot two sophomore forward, very good team, a very good player as well. Grandview, excuse me, is the number two seed. St. Teresa's is the three, and St. Michael's with the excellent freshman Ava Pratt as your four seed. And uh, district number eight, you got two 20 win teams in the leading the district platt county is your top seed and smithville at 21 and 4 is your two seed winnetonka is your number three seed our final look is class number six and we got a few districts to look at district number two of course you got the rockmore and the rockwood district and a few springfield area schools but eureka uh, is the one seed of course they kind of sneak just kind of go about their business with their two, three sport athletes every year. And then all of a sudden you find them winning districts and making state runs. So uh, they're always a team to look at. Marquette in their district is number two, Kirkwood three. Waynesville at the great Brianna Hurd uh, at four. And they'll take on Parkway South and Ava McCullough, the six foot one junior forward uh, in that game. District number three, obviously, in Carded Word. Uh, it starts and stops with them. Not only are they won this championship several years 
running, but now they're on a streak of 126 consecutive victories. So uh, they're looking to extend that streak and continue their dynasty. Good teams with behind them, though. St. Joe's is the two seed, Hazelwood Central and Pattonville. District four should be top to bottom, the most maybe the most one of the most competitive districts in the state. Fort Zumwalt West has had a tremendous season and winning the G, winning the GAC. Troy is very good as well, good young talent coming in from Columbia is Battle. Battle is very good. Uh, Taylor Robinson is an excellent junior guard. Uh, they just got a lot of good guards as well. Very very talented team. Look for them to you know. Um, Make some noise as well. Uh, Francis House Central is good. Howell, Winsfield Liberty, a lot of good freshmen. Uh, very good. That's going to that's be, like you said, from day one of that district. All week there's going to be competitive games. Should be a lot of fun watching those games. District number five headed to the southwest part of the state. Springfield Kickapoo has had a tremendous year, 25-1, and one, I believe. Uh, small but quick and very uh, tough, tough team to deal with. And Republic is a very good team as well. They won the Nixa tournament this year. Watch that in yeah, Nixa. Good team at the three seed. Glendale having a nice season at the four seed as well. Very good district. District number five, you got Lee Summit. Um, Led by their dynamic duel of Adriana Bernassi and Avery Roush. They have the one seed. Lee Summit North and Ray Peck are at two and three. District number seven, <coughs> Rock Bridge out of Columbia. They were the state runners up from last year, led by Jada Porter, the 6'4 sophomore. Hickman is the two seed, very good team. And Green Valley is the three seed as well. They've had a solid season. Probably the best district from going on here is district number eight out of the Kansas City area. This has some, this is some high level high level field we got going here. Obviously, Staley is the number one seed. They're twenty three and three, and they've got sophomore and junior, sophomore freshman uh, talent all up and down the lineup, led by Ava Miles, the, the sophomore all stater. Then you got Liberty North, who's twenty four and two. And those two have split beatings already this year. And Liberty North led by Kennedy Herrig, the Division One, I, I guess, Western Illinois recruit. In the three seed, you got Park Hill South, who has, obviously, uh, Addison Bjorn, one of the top young players in the country, and Avery Simmons, a Loyola, Maryland commit. And then North Kansas City, who won a conference championship, 19-5 and five is your four seed. And Oak Park is your fifth seed with 15-16 wins. So outstanding talent, outstanding teams in that district. So that looks like you said, that's a look at what's going on around the state in terms of district play. Of course, those teams will move on to sectionals next week as well. Of course, this brings us to the close of episode 16, and we look forward to uh, March Madness uh, coming at us. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, next week we'll be getting into state quarterfinals and in final four previews for the small schools and sectional play and recapping these big school districts. But uh, obviously, it, uh, it's the best time of year. We're looking forward to talking about it to all of you out there. Hope you've enjoyed it. Before we get out of here, of course, we'd like to thank our sponsors we'd like to thank log hill properties of course we'd like to thank justin faust state farm agent out of st charles missouri and also like to thank tw constructors todd weaver always a, a constant uh, support we'd like to thank you guys for your support of the earl time podcast and finally our young and talented producer richard austin jr for all the work that you do well once again we'll see you next week on the trail it's state basketball is upon us we'll talk to you soon <laughs>